waiver wire, pitcher preview, and injury report for the final week of August. A brief episode of the Beat the Shift podcast coming up next. Welcome to another episode of the Beat the Shift podcast. I am your host, Ariel Cohen, and with me as always, Ruven Guy. How are you, Ruven? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Pretty good. I'm uh, back from vacation. I went to uh, New Hampshire for a couple of days. Beautiful in the White Mountains of New Hampshire there. Um, how about you? How, how was your week? My week was fun-filled, as always, in the doctor's office, seeing plenty of patients. But I am actually taking part of the week off next week, so hopefully that'll be fun. Sounds good. Doing anything special? Uh, probably not. I may catch a Met game, but that's poss- But that's possibly the only real fun thing for myself. Everything else is really for the kids. All right, well, hopefully the Mets get a little bit better. They're right now in death row with the Dodgers and the Giants for a zillion straight games. Um, but yeah, so today is uh, an abbreviated episode. Didn't uh, know if we were going to do it or not, but uh, we didn't want to leave you hanging with the waiver wire and pitcher preview and all your injury updates. So let's go for it in our abbreviated edition. On to our waiver wire. Uh, who do you got for this week to pick up, Ruben? I got a couple players. The first guy I got is Nicky Lopez from the uh, from the Kansas City Royals. Mondesi, Alberto Mondesi is on rehab, but he was on rehab before and didn't really go that far in the rehab, so you don't know when he's coming back. But Nicky Lopez, he has been great. He's only owned in 12% of CBS leagues, but in the last week, he's 8 for 24 with a home run, his first of the year, and 5 stolen bases which and which brings him to 15 stolen bases for the year so if you need a stolen base guy he is going to play down the stretch they want to see what he has they may actually try to move him around a little bit if Mondesi comes back so that's a guy to watch for because he may get eligibility elsewhere as well I'm also going to mention Bobby Dahlbeck. He's owned in 31% of CBS leagues. He's eligible on CBS at first and third. He was 6-for-18 this last week with three home runs. Last year in September, he had seven home runs and batting around 260. He was a guy who was drafted. A lot of people dropped because they couldn't handle his 229 average and he has 122 strikeouts in 100 games. That's not the best. However, he is hitting for power, and the Red Sox need him in his line in the lineup, so they're going to find room for him. I'm also going to mention one other guy, Connor Joe. Connor Joe is batting 286 on the season with seven homers, and he has two of them in the last week. He's batting leadoff for Colorado. Leadoff in Colorado. Let me repeat that. He's a guy you may want to get. He's only again, he's only 17% on the CBS. He's a guy who can fill in for the outfield. He can fill up the stats for you. He's got 14 runs on the season only in in 49 games, which is pretty decent for someone who's batting leadoff in a not that great lineup. So those are three guys that I think you can get pretty easily in most leagues. Yeah, uh, leadoff in Colorado, those initial COL next to you. Pretty good. Uh, when is uh, Tapia, Ramiel Tapia, coming back, by the way? They haven't given a clear timeline yet, so we're not sure. But I know people who are missing runs, if you get – Connor Joe right now is his, 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 his replacement. Use him. And if you have Tapia, he's a perfect replacement because if he comes – if Tapia comes back, just take Connor Joe right out and plug Tapia back in. Well, I've got Tapia in almost every single league, which was great for when he was active. So uh, I'll look for Connor Joe. Thanks for that tip. Uh, I was going to say Bobby Dahlbeck uh, as well. His last three weeks, check out this triple slash, 313, 389, 667. That is pretty good. Four home runs in, and 16 RBIs in just the last three weeks. Um, you've been dropping a couple of my uh, 
15-team league, so uh, I would look at Bobby Dahlbeck. The other guy I'll mention, Brett Phillips, only 3% owned, so he's available in deeper leagues. On the season, 10 homers and 12 stolen bases in limited playing time. That is a phenomenal pace for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, he is only batting 215 on the year, so we're talking about a low-average combo guy. In the last month, six home runs, 16 RBIs, his triple slash, 293, 370, 805. That is nothing to sneeze about. If he's available in your deeper leagues, you got to snatch him up right away. I'll also mention one other pitcher. Reynaldo Lopez is back for the White Sox, 20% owned. Um, he's a guy he can blow up at any time, but he will get you the strikeout. So if ERA is not an issue for you or if you're in a points league, Reynaldo Lopez is probably the way to go. And Renato uh, Lopez has looked good since they recalled him. He's only been a reliever, but he's starting now, so he's a guy you should get. And the main thing about picking up guys from now through September, playing time. If they get the playing time, there's an injury like Carlos Rodon went down. Renato Lopez steps, steps in, and that's what you have to look for. Now it's time for the pitcher preview. It's the section where we look at pitchers who face the Pirates. Yeah, there's nobody out there that really is interesting. So uh, <laughs> who's playing the Pirates this week? Right, who, who do you want, Ruben, uh, off the wire? Well, I got two guys that are actually, I think, are kind of interesting. First of all, Daniel Lynch, another Royals guy. He's 31% owned in CBS leagues. His last three starts, a 2-7 ERA, 18 strikeouts, and 17 innings. He's going to be at Houston and at Seattle. I like the Seattle. Don't like the Houston that much, but he's been pretty good since he was recalled from the minors, and he's going to get his chance, and we'll see how he does. Second guy I'm going to mention is a little bit deeper, and if you liked my Carlos Fernandez pick two weeks ago and the Griffin Jacks last week, I'm going with Eric Fetty. He's two, scheduled for two starts. He's only 8% on in CBS. Ignore the 5.93 ERA that he has. His next two starts are Miami and the Mets. He's pitched against the Mets three times this year, 16 innings, five runs, two wins. He's pitched against Miami once this year, six innings, and a win. That says enough right there. If, if you want to try to get wins, those two teams right now, the Mets are very are struggling. Miami's in last place. He's, he's a perfect guy to pick up. All right, I'm going to go with... Let's see who the Pirates are playing this week. Well, let's go with uh, Miles Michaelis. You know, he's back. Uh, if you actually uh, were able to pick him up this week, he's playing the Pirates uh, tonight, next week at Pittsburgh. The following week at Cincinnati, maybe. And then he would line up to be two-start the following week. Miles Michaelis has an upside. He's definitely somebody. I don't know if he's going to get the innings uh, uh, pumped up that much to win games initially, but, hey, you never know. It's the Pirates. But for uh, teams that are looking for upside, Miles Michaelis might be the way to go. I'll also throw in Jose Quintana. Not that he's ever so special. He's been throwing not many innings per game, but he's 6% owned playing at Baltimore and versus Texas. Maybe they put uh, some more innings on him, or maybe they're just quality innings. Look at Jose Quintana. Otherwise, I really don't have anybody. The, the The pitcher market is so bleak these days, and I don't really see any great two star pitchers. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm throwing Chad Green and a bunch of other guys that I've had uh, as middle relievers. I'm just keep throwing them and keeping my ratios down. We're not in September yet, you know. Yeah, it's it's very hard to throw these guys who are just blow up at your ERA unless you can afford it. If your ERA is shot and your whip is shot, then by all means throw these guys. But otherwise, you have to pick and choose. And sometimes a one star pitcher will be better off than a two star pitcher in, in September. Yep. All right, Ruvain, injury report. What do you got for us? 
Well, I'm going to start off with Chris Bassett, and I feel really bad for him. He was placed on the IL with a facial fracture after getting hit in the side of the head by a line drive. His vision was not affected. Athletics trainers said Bassett is set to undergo surgery on August 24th to repair, to repair a displaced and fractured bone in his right cheek. Bassett is expected to need at least six weeks to make a full recovery, which means he's probably going to be done for basically the rest of the season. So I don't know how much you can count on him for the rest of the season. Another player, Jesse Winker, was placed on the I.O. with an intercostal strain. And MRI confirmed that it was an intercostal strain. should not be long-term. It was a low-grade strain. But Reds manager David Bell said that Winker has not done any baseball activity yet, and he's unlikely to return when eligible. When first eligible. Freddie Peralta was placed on the I.O. with shoulder inflammation. We don't know how bad it's going to be, how long it's going to be out for, and we don't even know who's going to be filling in for him yet, so keep an eye on that situation. Eric Koss, a guy everyone picked up. He was very hot in the midseason, the catcher for the Tigers. He was also on the I.O. with an abdominal strain. Grayson Griner will see more playing time. Also, Dustin Garneau will see, not Darno, but Garneau, will be filling in also as a backup. George Springer was placed on the I.L. with a left knee sprain, crashing into the wall trying to make a catch. The MRI revealed a grade one left knee sprain, which means usually two to three weeks out, and there's no ligament damage. So we'll see. Hopefully he'll be able to get back soon, but he's very injury prone, so we'll see how long he's actually out for. Dylan Carlson was placed on the I.L. with a right wrist sprain, retroactive to August 14th. Lars Newtbar. I love that name. Go get more time in the outfield, and Austin Dean was called up as well. Hugh Darvish was placed on the aisle with lower back tightness. He started playing catch this week, which is positive. He could be activated over this weekend, even next week, but we and no one knows yet for, for sure. And another guy, Adbert Alzale. He's a pitcher for the Cubs. A lot of people like him. He's got an electric arm. He's on the aisle with a left hamstring strain. He's already done some light jogging. He threw a light bullpen, which is great. Great. So the question is how much you'll get out of him from here until the rest of the season. All right. Well, that's it for our brief uh, Beat the Shift podcast for this week in late August. We're getting down to about five, six weeks left into the season. Time to make your final pushes. And uh, next week it'll be all hell break. Next month, I should say, all hell breaks loose and pick up anybody for whoever you can. It, you know, it's, it's all short term. You don't have to hold anybody on your team. Uh, in redraft leagues. Um, Keeper, obviously a different story, uh, but uh, yeah. All right. Any other last thoughts, Ruben? Yes, one other thing. Jacob DeGrom was transferred to the 60-day IL, which means he's not going to be eligible to return until September 15th. If you're in a redraft league, I think you can drop him pretty comfortably right now, and that's a very upsetting thing for a lot of uh, fantasy players. Yeah, I mean... Over under two innings on on the rest of the season for Degrom. I'm gonna say under. The, the report from the doctor wasn't that positive. So I, last week I I thought he had more than two wins. I, I, he had a bad response for the bad report from the doctors. He's healing, but not healing properly. So I'm gonna take the under on two innings. I think they're gonna shut him down. They said there's a 99.9 percent chance he's gonna be shut down for the rest of the season. Oh, what a shame. Uh, that's that's just awful for Met fans for baseball. Uh, just, just awful. He was on the pace for having some historic season, uh, and he'll be out of the running of the Cy Young just because of the no volume. Yep, and I actually think that Zach Wheeler may end up winning the Cy Young, which is ironic that he used to pitch for the Mets. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, well, that's it for our episode. Uh, Ruben, why don't you just uh, tell the audience so where we can reach you, read you, and all things Ruben Guy. You can follow me on Twitter at MLB Injury Guru, where I tweet out all these injuries I mentioned just now, as well as who's coming up next. 
um, how long they're going to be out for. And you can also catch my weekly article that comes out on Saturday for Rotoballer. All right. I'm Ariel Cohen. You can read my work over at Fangraphs, at CBS Sportsline, and at Rotoballer. And you can listen to me right here on the Beat the Shift podcast. All right. From all of us here at Beat the Shift, enjoy the rest of summer, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Beat the Shift podcast presented by Fangress. Follow us on Twitter at beat underscore shift underscore pod.